Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. But Romantic Warrior, he's well clear in the Hong Kong Cup. He's three lengths over Money Catcher, Denon the Kid. He is the perfect racehorse, Romantic Warrior. And he's now a Hong Kong Cup winner. Romantic Warrior by five for James McDonald. Bella Nipatina takes the lead. Kicks clear, two lengths, Rothfire. And best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina four lengths. And Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face. At the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck. But it's Animo clear. Hey punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Of course, this week is Group 1 action coming live from Flemington. We've got the Group 1 Black Caviar Lightning Stakes, 1,000 metres down the straight. What a mare she was. 25 from 25. We never saw it before and we'll probably never see it again. Will Alford and Nick McWalter. I think we were a little bit too young for Black Caviar, but I'm sure we've seen the replays. No, I watched it. I was How watching you? racing. How old were you when Black Caviar was going around? Would have been eight. <laughs> yeah, but I knew what was going on. I, I love racing since I've been... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can was... openly say I wasn't into racing yet by the time she was dominating the sprinting scene. Well, I've come up to speed in the last 24 hours because I sat on the couch last night and watched the Racing.com documentary of the great mare uh, last night with the old man. So, yeah, I, my racing sort of knowledge and history is... Not my strong point by any means, but I sort of know enough of what's happened, but I sort of didn't know uh, the battles that she technically faced before she ran at Asgard and all that stuff. So I highly recommend, if you haven't watched the the documentary, get on on racing.com and uh, have have a look. (laughs) I remember, I remember staying up to midnight watching that, watching it with the Royal Ascot, and I, I don't think I've ever watched it since because I, I cannot physically watch it because it just, just gets too. Close you better have stayed up last year and watched it. the champ. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so you watched it twice. We did, we did. What? No, I watched Black Caviar. Yeah, well, she didn't race last year at Ascot, did she? What are you talking about? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Ripping start. I, I got what you meant, Nick. I uh, got what you meant. Went straight over anyway. Wilbur's head. 
perfect segue, black caviar into nature strip. But we start with a prestigious benchmark 84 over the mile, race one. Wishalaw Lass is unbeaten for three starts, and she does look like a decent little mare for Simon Wilde to be ridden by Jamie Carr, 4.20. So you see $7. Monarch of Egypt, $8. Sierra's Liaison gets Shinny, $8. I'm a Shelby, $8.50, and River Plate, $9. Very even start. I don't have a bet here, but if anyone else does, good luck to you. Yeah, well, I have a bet, and I'm pretty keen on this race, actually. I really like it. Um, of course. So I, I've, I followed Wishalaw... I followed this Wishler Lass her whole career. She was smashed in betting on debut one by about seven lengths. I declared her a Group One mare after that. I don't know about that, Trump. but shut up. Anyway, so I reckon she's a Group Class mare, but I don't know if she's. I think she deserves to be a favourite here, but I don't know if she's value at the price. Um, a horse I'm backing here is Monarch of Egypt. It's actually only only horse in this field is being competitive in Group 1 races, and he actually placed in, in Ireland in a Group 1 as a two-year-old behind Siskin, um, and then he was unlucky in the Irish 2000 Guineas. So um, that was two and a half years ago, but if he gets anywhere back to that form, he will be dotting up here. Um, he's been to Hong Kong since and sort of didn't really... You know, Hong Kong just... Some horses go both ways in Hong Kong. They take some, ta- some take off, some go backwards. It obviously didn't suit him, um, but he's come back. He's come to Australia now. He was 61 into 21 behind Worsfold at Sandown, and then uh, was second running the fastest last 400 and 200 of a meeting. And then, um, yeah, I just think it's a, a great bet. Like people are talking up secretly Azon as a bet. Nick Ryan, Bishin. Like I understand the push. Bishin third up, but this horse is dead set gone straight past it um, with better SPs in it twice in a row. I cannot understand like there's a there's a scenario where this horse is favorite i thought he was just as good as worst fold um two back and and what price would worst fold be here probably about 283 dollars so um i thought he was a great bet and i've actually got a favorite i know that sounds a bit stupid but um i thought about four dollars fifty was the right price for this and you can get nine dollars um last year harry coffee 117 in the last year sorry harry coffee 117 from 740 at 10.2 percent profit on turnover so that that's just Harry Coffee, um, just straight riding profit on turnover. I think that I think the market completely underappreciates him. And the last year, Harry Coffee in the metro area, eighteen from one hundred and sixty at twenty five point eight percent profit on turnover. If you're backing Harry Coffee in the metro, you're having an absolute fill up. Well, dead set, full fucking credit to you, bot. If you get that one <laughs> one arc of Egypt home, it's had one win in twenty starts. So. What's, what's got a cert three in backing horses with one win from 20 starts, oh. let's be honest. Backing horses with more convictions than an ex-murderer. <laughs> um, I haven't decided if I'm going to have a bet yet, but the horse I will be backing is Wishlaw Lass if I do decide to bet. She's the only one in this field that I feel like has got hashtag upside. Um, yeah, well, if she's half as good as what you think she is, but she... She should be going pretty close in this field. The only thing is, it could have it, she could empty out and run below her best because it might just all be a little bit too much in her first racing preparation. Yeah. That's my fourth only yeah, query. Yeah, and it's a, it's she's she's fourth up in her first ever uh, prep, and prep. she got yeah. she does get, I think she gets control of this race, and she gets uh, she goes Josh Cartwright to Jamie 
So it's obviously a positive yeah. jockey change, and she gets things to suit here, but I just thought maybe $5 was about the right price for her. Simon Wilde's normally a pretty good judge. I'll, I'll back him in. If I do decide to bet, I'll back his judgment in that she's not over the top and that she's here and she's going to be very, very competitive. But we all know my thoughts on So You Squib in behind her, so if that's all she's got to beat, as well as some other horses with convictions in behind, well, maybe she might just be able to go on and make it four in a row. All right, this race is taking way too long to preview for a benchmark 84, 1600 metres, so I'm <laughs> going to move us on. You've stayed your cases. Let's go to race two. It is the Tab Vanity Group 3 for the three-year-old fillies, and I think the class can win here. Number one, see you in heaven. Look, she was a really good run first up. That was back home over 1100 metres. She was just touched off late by Shimino. He's not a bad horse on his day. It was a really slowly run affair. She came home fast, 8.3 lengths above for her last 600 metres. I think that's a perfect platform stepping out from 1,100 metres up to 1,400 metres. And I just can't get that win out of my head at the end of last preparation when she went forward. She drew Barry 11 in the Sandown Guineas. She sat second. She had Craig Williams aboard and she absolutely put a space in them. Yes, she does draw out again in Barrier 9 and she's got to carry the penalty, but I'm not too worried about that. I think Willow can come across again that's a massive jockey change getting him back aboard um, from Benny Price and I think they can control the race and I think she'll be a little bit too good um, she is going on to the Australian Guineas if she runs well here so yeah she, she would want to be running well I think the, the clear danger is number five climbing star I've had a pretty decent opinion of this filly ever since her debut win um, yeah that was pretty good and, and she hasn't really gone backwards since I'm wondering if she needs a mile already, but 1,300 up to 1,400 metres, she looks the, the value danger. Still trying to... Go, Nick, I know you like something here. Still trying to figure out how she didn't beat Roots that day at Mooney Valley. And the, the three-point classic motors on Cox Plate. You mean Zoe's promise. Cox Plate day. You mean Zoe's, Zoe's promise. promise. Yeah. Roots, Roots, she ran the second too. Yeah. Yeah. At Flemington. Anyway, <laughs> just... <laughs> Sick. Max Payne. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm with both climbing star and see you in heaven. <clears throat> uh, for all the sitting on the fence. Why? Ben and I discussed this on Monday when we backed him. <laughs> I've got four dollars eighty one, see you in heaven, and seven dollars thirty five, climbing star. So we all know how this goes when I fucking eat SP. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The only other stat that I have for the punters out there for see you in heaven is. And Richard and Chantel Jolly come to Melbourne. Since Jan 1st, 2018, they've had 15 winners from 65 starters with a 67.72 profit on turnover. Irrelevant information. No, I'm it's good stuff. It's, it's good. So, Where'd you get that from? Uh, I don't know. Where did we get the information from? What? You ran the stat for me. <laughs> I don't have enough time. Puntingform.com.au. Anyway, I like climbing, climbing star here a lot. Um, she was snicked first up when, when she was well supported. She was $10 and $6 there. She was back to beat Jackano, who just won the group one last week on protest. Um, the four to the two split she ran there was 9.96 second sectional. Like you, They don't go any quicker than that. That is as fast as horses can go. Um, like yeah, it, it's been well documented how slowly run that that race was, and um, obviously she was unsuited being taken out the back. I think she'd be more 
forward from barrier five and um yeah like that second to roots at flemington over 1600 meters just just wins this i think like um the market support sectionals and the informed stable suggest she's somewhere near that and if she's and she's getting anywhere near that i think she, i think she's a really really good bet i think you're getting 650 at the moment i think that's just stupid um not stupid but i, I i've got a favorite um obviously nunthorpe and um uh see you in heaven uh clearly dangerous see when heaven's got great form and um obviously the stat you you said there nico but um yeah i think she's she's potentially a little bit a little bit better than this oh, i don't want to say that but um I, I think she's she's a decent bet um yeah anyway and and uh p stokes since the first of december 22 from 140 at nine percent profit on turnover so he's a stable in form and he and you just want to race at packenham earlier so um I think if you're backing P Stokes horses, you're not doing too bad at the moment. The interesting thing for this race is Willow was like driving all over the countryside to trial that Papillion Club yeah. in its first couple of starts and in the lead up to this preparation. And as soon as yeah, I don't think that horse is up to this. So like, it's a good, it's a good sort of midweek sort of horse, and they got the money out of it. But um, I just don't think she's up to these, and she, I think she's the big drifter. I think I think they'll keep I think they'll keep um, the the first three real firm and and they'll gap the rest because I think they're the only three chances. I wish I got some of the nine dollars and seven dollars and I thought because her closing splits were unreal. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought Roots was potentially Queen Air will run the, well. The favorite. Sorry. Queen Air will run well. She wants. I think she yeah. I think she's a really nice filly as well. Yeah, oh. but she probably wants two thousand meters. And they'll get Raw Merchant. It's a fucking pretender. Oh, a hundred percent. That was completely blessed by the race shot against J Mac. But um, such a hate. I think a couple such times. Such a hateful horse that horse. Yeah, I think a couple of times throughout this card, um, horses that J Mac is on are quite underpriced. Like I never get to back J Mac because I only bet in Victoria. But um, I think some of the J Mac's. I think there's a heavy J Mac tax. I know. I know he, he's he's. Uh, when when he goes through profitable patches, he's, he's he's very profitable. But I think he's been he's the horses he's on are pretty screwed down. I thought there's good J Mac prices and there's bad. You just got to decipher. <laughs> yeah, which one's good? Which one's bad? You just got to find the winning one, boys. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's go to race three. Back winners. It is the Talent Dirt Stakes for the two-year-olds. It Ooh. is a listed affair. Set weights and penalties. Joy McCoy's been smashed. Right. Yeah. Amur is unbeaten two out of two. Both of those wins have come at the Valley, God's Country. Five dollars. Maharaba, five dollars. Score C, score S, don't know. Six fifty. Extremely wicked. Scorsese. There you go. Six fifty. Extremely wicked seven. Ginger and pink seven fifty. Princess Dalhello, eight dollars. Um these two year old names are just too confusing to name the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like exactly as I just said. How this Amour is favourite, I just don't understand. I've got a third or fourth favourite, I think. Um, well, I know, like I know, I know no how he's favourite, because he's the only horse that's got a picket fence beside his name. And yeah, no, no, the reason why he's favourite is because it's J-Mac and, and James Cummings. But, um, yeah, like he, he fell in against some people call me who fell out the back of the TV screen in the, the preview or prelude, whatever it's called. But I, if you're back in that, like, I don't know how you possibly could. Um, I think the easy bet here is Ginger and Pink. It brings it. I think like this this two year old form, like the preview and preludes are. I think they're no good. So you want to look for the different form. So I've, I've got Ginger and Pink, who was 
um, firm in the market um, in a sale race behind, I think, a really smart one um, of Friedman's. It was snipped there and ran at 11, 11.36 last 200 metres, the fastest of the entire meeting for a two-year-old. Um, they went out slow, so it was entitled to run home pretty quick, but but it did, and it did show gate speed there, but um, it can easily be a lot more forward and improve sharply. I think it's a really open race, and I'm, I'm happy just to spec one at about the $10 price, so that's where I landed in the two-year-old race. I don't love two-year-old races, but I think this is a pretty decent bet, I thought. It was, probably should have been closer to the $6 mark. I won't be investing any of my hard-earned earned on this, Nico. No, Will you be? You can, you can have it. Right, <laughs> we'll save the swear words for later. <laughs> Let's go to race four. It is another BM84 over 2,000 metres. Fighting Arrow got up in the last stride last start at the Valley. He is a $6 favourite from Aaron Bay, $6.50. Hasseltoff, $7.00. Uh, Independent Road, $7.50. Noble Heights, 11 Tezza, 11 Duke of Hastings, 12 um, look, I think this is a really hard race and I don't really have a massive opinion, but I know some of the guys um, in the ownership group of number 13, Duke of Hastings, and he was a sneaky, really good run last start. Um, stepping up to 2,000 metres is exactly what the doctor ordered. It's just the map is very tricky for Harry Coffey. Drawn 16, so th- that might be the widest barrier of all. He is going to go back... Um, but yeah, I thought his last up performance at Sandown, he ran the fourth la- fourth fastest last 400 um, of the race, came home in good splits, and that was an unsuitable trip for him. So he's 12 bucks. You might get $15 in the day. I might have a r- real small spec on him just for just for friend's sake. Yeah, um, I thought the exact same. I, I, I liked him, but then the maps, just they're just going to go back, and I couldn't touch it. And then I just went around in circles and gave up at a, after about 20 minutes. Couldn't be bothered with this race. It was way too hard. Anything could win. All, all of them could win. Every single one of them. Nico? Leave me out. Yep. Right, let's get to race five. It is the Tony Burke Memorial, uh, also known as the Francis, Francis Tressidy. Group three, 1,400 metres. Last year's winner is Ana Visto. She's been well-backed into $2.50 favourite. Road to Arataki, $5.00. Exolita, $7.50. Vespertine, $7.50. Boogie Dancer, $7.50. And you're out to $17.00 along the rest, starting from Nifla. Uh, look, Ana Visto, very, very hard to beat here, and she looks like one of the better bets of the day. Um, I'm hoping most of you will agree with me here. Her first up record is outstanding. She's got five starts for three wins and a placing she bolted in with this race last year, and I think most of her first up figures will just about be winning this. Um, the figure she actually ran in this race last year was off the charts. It was 15 above yeah. overall, and she doesn't have to even run anything near that to be winning this race. She gets J Carr back aboard. The recent trial was as hot as it gets. She beat the instructor home. He's a pretty fast two-year-old. So, yeah, the only little niggle is if the track is really bone dry, but even then... I still think she is close to an even money chance. Yeah. I think the wet track thing overplayed. I think she's fine. Yeah, but it's not going to be like a road. Well, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Day. Like, it's not... I don't, it doesn't matter. Anyway, if I was going to label a best bet, it'd be Ana Visto of the card. Um, she's... I think she's best fresh, and 
can see that in the, the numbers she runs. Um, and yeah, what you said, Ben, if she runs a track and trip first up, uh, rating from last prep, she just wins and nothing here will win, will beat her. Like, she'll win by three lengths and they won't get anywhere near her. Um, her best runs are with Jamie Carr on and um, I thought she was closer than even money chance, to be honest. So, um, yeah, and then the market says Road to Arataki is the danger, um, which has gone to new peaks with Jamie Carr going on and um, she jumps off here. So I think she will regress and, and she was it's completely... Yeah, but she was completely suited by the 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 fastly run thirteen hundred meters at the Balmain, the at Sandown. Like that race was just a jig jog sprint home, and like she was just uh, blessed by that race shape. So um, I was really really happy to take her on. I thought she was more of a double figure chance than a four dollar chance that the market says. And then you're sort of left with Exolito, who gets a blinkers first time, who's potentially a knockout, but um. Like, what's even... What else is there? I don't even know. Um, I, I just think if Anna Visso runs her anywhere near her form, like her, her be- anywhere near her best form, and the trial suggests she's going pretty well, she'll win this. Nico, make it a line of three for us, brother. Yeah. She'll be winning Anna Visto. Best of the day in Melbourne. Oh, oh yes. Ha, yeah. Sorry, my, she's I've just, she's I've the just, most I've, she's the one that I'm like completely got no doubt in my mind that she'll win. <laughs> um, there is one horse in this race that I has I've been on the wrong side of a lot of times, and I didn't take fifteen dollars on Monday, and I should have. That's Exolita. Um, so that's a bit of a miss from me there but yeah look Ana Visto she's she's a very good mare she's three wins from five starts fresh I'm not worried about what happened um when she failed at Eagle Farm because she wasn't really fresh then um yeah and as we know there's a lot of horses that don't like the Eagle Farm track so yeah I'm not overly worried that that was the case um she's trialled well no reason to think why she won't come here and just win. Beautiful. But what are you doing? Are you watching old Packenham? Yeah. I'm back to Moody thing and it got beat. Doesn't matter. We move on. <sighs> we move to five and eight. Anyway. Alright, let's go to race six. It is the group two CS Hayes for the three year olds. Is this Colton Geldings? Yes it is. It was won by Pinstripe yep. last year. And I reckon it was one of the loudest cheers I've ever given on a race course. <laughs> this year... I remember that. It could be attrition. $3.60 favourite from Bankmore, $5. Elliptical, $6. Holy Man, $7. Uh, Catership, $14. Bellow Bow, the Tasmanian Visitor, $17. Elkington Road, 18 And then you've got the two in the same colours, which are Balea and Fajita San, 18 and 19 uh, I'll let one of you boys go first. Yeah, uh, Pinstripe reminds me a lot of Attrition. And um, another little trumpet I'll, I'll go off on. I think um, after its first start run, um, Attrition, I, I thought it was a like a group class horse and I thought it'd be going close in the, in the Australian Guineas. But that the second run, the Geelong run didn't... I know he won by a space, but he didn't blow me away. Like, And I think he's being priced off hype a bit. 
he's he's a bit like Prince Pinstripe last year. I think like I think he'll drift late. He'll get out, um, and like he hasn't done a like he's sort of suggested like he'll run a massive number, but he hasn't quite done it yet. I just thought the three three sixty <coughs> price now is just a bit short. So I've got him about five dollars. I thought that was about right. The horse I want to be with is Holy Man's, who ran a new peak first up over twelve hundred meters at Mooney Valley with um and was really closing fast. Um, he's not a twelve hundred meter horse, I don't think. Um and he gets a really good map here. Can position forward ish from five, I think. He, he he's got gate speed and um yeah, like he was strongly backed in um in the Sandown Guineas. It was like sixteens into eight dollars. Uh, things didn't go to plan there, but um, yeah, and, and he was back. To, he, he was like two fifty until dollar ninety, and I, I personally that day I didn't think he should have been backed that heavily just because I didn't think he was a twelve hundred meter horse. He looked sort of like a sixteen hundred meter horse to me, but um, like he showed he was capable of running a pretty um quick split, and um, yeah, like I think he can go to a new peak again up to fourteen hundred meters with a pretty good map with. The better horses um, potentially getting getting back in the in the um, in the pack of the pack of the field. So I thought he was a a decent bet. I thought he was maybe closer to a six dollar chance than a, a ten dollar chance. And the other horse I liked in this was Alkington Road, who's trialed really well leading into this and um, was snicked in a fast um, and, and and really fast late in the Carbine um, on um, is it Derby Day. Um, I think he'd be he'd be forward like he was in the Corfield Guineas from Barrier Four, and if under, others underperform, I think he's a blowout. So I was happy to be with them. All right, I am going to. <coughs> sorry, I'm going to believe my eye here with the Mitch Friedman horse attrition, and I think you just have to um, look. He probably is a little bit on the skinny side right now at three dollars sixty, but as Bot said, I think we'll get better than four dollars. And I think he'll be a really good bet at that price. He is the one really on the up. He's come back a much better horse this time in. And I know he probably didn't blow the clock away at Geelong last start, but he's a much better horse on a dry track. That's what the campers said. Um, the jockey came off Jared Fry and he said he didn't really love the soft track. He still bolted in. Um, on Saturday, he's going to get pretty much a bone dry track. It'll be good four, maybe good three. And I just can't see him not being one of the strongest horses late. Barrier seven, they're going to try and you know they're going to try and not be last, so they're going to try and be mm. midfield. Hopefully, go a bit of cover, and I, I think know. the map won't work out too bad. We'll mm, soon see. I think the map's a bit sticky. We'll soon see. Look, he hasn't been the fastest horse away, but yeah. But that if it, that that first up run that was an on pace suit today, and he ran like a. 10-6 last 200 metres and he he absolutely smashed the clock and he yeah. he won like three and a half lengths going away like that just said he was a proper horse but um just at the price like he's he, he's priced up like he's just done it he hasn't quite done it yet yeah well I reckon on Saturday he yeah but I think he'll get out and, and he can definitely he has suggested he has done it but I don't know I'm, I'm not saying it's like he definitely not a bad bet at all yeah I think, like, you're right. He will get out. $3.60 probably is a little bit short. But I think that's just because Elliptical, they were equal favourites in the all-in market. Elliptical drew 14, he drew 7. So it was just yeah, automatic yeah, reaction. Yeah. Well, Ellipt- Elliptical's, like, I don't think he can win. Like, he's he's yeah. clearly the best horse here, I think. Oh, I don't know about that. But he's he's probably the best-ish horse here, I think. like he's The second to Sharp and Smart reads pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's... 
and his ratings are the best here but he's just going to get back to last and like if he drew a gate you'd probably back him down to $2.40 or something but um but he's drawn barrier 14 and then go back to last so I don't know about first up like he, his first two trials were pretty average his his last his latest one was a lot better um, he improved but yeah I I couldn't really have him I thought Bank Mall was the clear danger and then Holy Man's will be thereabouts as well but I'm, I'm attrition oh, I didn't know about Bankmore either because I think yeah. they'll go back on Bankmore yeah he probably hasn't drawn the, the best gate either yeah I think but Bankmore will go back and I think he's I think he's more of like a $10 chance that's fair I'd be taking 10 bucks <laughs> hard race you can at will bet what a load of shit you can't <laughs> Maybe those loyal fans at Baggy Bet will let us on at $10. You really. <laughs> um, have to talk to Dicko about that. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this race, to be honest. It's a pretty... It's a good race, but it's a hard race. It's not not really a race that I was going to really bet into. Uh, I really hope Attrition comes out and like smacks him. Because I've got a decent opinion of the horse. I think... Bankmore is short enough. He's very he's been flattered by his his margin to Jackano last start. When Jackano had not much luck. Race shape didn't suit. Got, he got there on the line because he's a good horse. Uh, Elliptical's gonna have a nice paid barrier trial here from fourteen. He's got an ugly map. Hollymans and Belair would be the two horses that I would be interested at backing at a bit of a price. But, yeah, I'm pretty scared of attrition, so it's not really a race that I'm going to bet into, I don't think. Yep, fair. Just as to the honour roll of this race in, like, the last, you know, five, ten years, Pinstriped, Tagalar, Alligator Blood, The Inevitable, Grunt, Haydock, Tavachi. Good horse. Not bad. Not bad. It's pretty good. Mm. All right. Um, we're not going to do the group one right now because I think Dean Watling will be joining us at some stage. So we're going to go straight to race eight, the Elms Handicap. Over 1,400 metres handicap. Daytona Bay, $3.90 favourite from Munamek. He keeps going around, but he keeps running well. $6.50. Scalopini, $7.50. <laughs> Uncle Bryn, $8.00. Looking to get into the All-Star Mile. Uh, looks like Elvis, $10.00. Biometric, $13.00. Dallasan, $14.00. I can't believe he's still racing, old Dallasan. But here we are. Munamek getting any of yours, Nico, on the backup? He'll be getting a call to the fucking RSPCA. Sort of. <laughs> Seriously. Hutchie's not going Sorry, that Clint, bad. Clint Hutchinson <laughs> owns 90% of this horse, and he's picking up paycheck after paycheck. Dead set taking the piss. <laughs> Do we know how much this horse had in prize money before he came to Australia? I don't know. No. no, no idea. This is something we've got to work out pre-podcast. <laughs> this horse won a lot of money, but anyone that thinks this... Like, it's just such a grey-up. Like, Nick Ryan doesn't do stupid things. But this we'll horse... Run to its peak this horse has, to, it's has to have a break, surely. It has to be tired. No one in their right mind can think a, this horse is not tired. It's probably a moral bet last, last start. start. I don't give Should a have fuck about its peak rating last start. It has to be tired, Will. <laughs> it has to be simple it's got, it, it will come to an end though. it will come to an end eventually you just don't know when it's going to be 
It just seems to just empty out on Saturday. Then he'll get to the paddock that he's so... Anyway, is so anyone betting? Well, I didn't mind Scalopini in this race, but, like, hard, because oh. Uncle Brian, he's a good he's horse. Scalopini was really pathetic, like, no heart sort of shit last start. Daytona Bay, like, none. where... That was such a bad ride. Daytona Bay, like, where are you going to go? Scalopini's one 1,400-metre Flemington figure was off the charts. If he reproduced that, that's, he's going to win. That's the thing that's, like, really just sucking me into him again. But, yeah. yeah, but for the sake of a tip, Scalopini. But I don't know if I'm gonna. Do you reckon yet. he's gonna go back from 13? I don't reckon he can win from me if he goes back. No, he's not going back. He's they'll, not going back. Tra- Who would know? He wasn't going forward. back last start. And yeah, that we're, was a horrible. We're back with the fucking ambulance. They'll try and Just go about. forward. Frosty's Frosty's not that dumb. He knows what he did on this horse last start when leading. These horses, this is going to be a good race because a lot of these horses are going to have to be forward because they're all trying to get a spot in the All-Star Mile. What about Daytona Bay? What do you reckon? It was a bit of a forgive last start. Yeah, the race ran poorly. But... Horror show from the get-go. I couldn't back her at 390. I, I was kind of working around Scalopini, Uncle Brin, looks like Elvis. Those sort of three around the 8 to $10 mark. Yeah. But, but I'm not... Confident. It's got a proper weight. What price is Daytona Bay? Three dollars ninety. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. That is short. I thought it was going to be like six dollars. Last start SP is really anchoring it down, even money. Yeah. But it was Clearly. in a much worse race. That is a stupid price. It does have a fair weight swing on the main dangers in the race. Like you can just put a just put a line through Monomac. Don't even worry about him. Scalopini's got sixty <laughs> kilos. Uncle brin has got sixty kilos. But they're the class yeah. horses. Yeah, about six kilos is six kilos. Yeah. And, and, and likely a map advantage. Dallas and him and Mudebeck just RSPCA jumps, surely. <laughs> his best has him thereabouts here. Oh, I know. He's I know he's best, <laughs> but his best is well beyond him. No, sorry. His best has him winning by like five. Uh, oh, mate. If Dallas produces his best here, I'll take you out on Saturday night <laughs> and I'll, I'll pay for your drinks for the whole night. There you go. <laughs> Alright, we done uh, with this race? Dallas yeah, ends off a cat anyway. <laughs> I'll spec three, four, seven potentially, but I don't really want to get involved. A race I do want to get involved in is race nine, benchmark eighty four, down the straight six. Jungle Jim is three dollars sixty favourite from Dejumbuck, six dollars, Al Rocco seven fifty, Red Hawk Nick seven fifty, and Sacred Palace eight fifty. I'm gonna back two horses here, number ten and number five. Dejumbuck, um, I see no reason to really jump off him here. He beat Jungle Jim last start fair and square. Um, he's going super. His first up run was huge. He carried the 62.5 kilos and was just swamped late by a decent back marker in Daily Bugle. Daily Bugle has since run well again, so the form there is pretty good. I think he draws the right side down the straight, draws barrier 11. Um Retains Blake Shin on board, and yeah, it doesn't matter if they go fast or slow here. He'll sit somewhere near the pace, and I think it'll be proved very hard to beat. I think the Blouser is number five, Sacred Palace for Damien Oliver. This horse comes through better races than this. Um, was last seen running second to Dance to Dubai, but I think down the Flemington Straight, I think that suits him even better. He's only seen the straight once, I believe. Oh no. 
Sorry, a couple times. No, he has seen it a couple of times. One time he ran third behind Chain of Lightning. The other time he ran third behind Nicolini Vito. So both of those horses would be clear-cut favourite in a race like like this, I reckon. Um, and yeah, I, I just think Jungle Jim looks a little bit short. Yes, he did win well last start. It was a good ride by Geordie Giles, but it was pretty much his birthday. And I thought Dijon back beat him fair and square two starts back. Um, Red Hot Nick is obviously flying, but again, birthday last start, benchmark 70, jumps up two grades. Uh, I wanted to back five and ten. Yeah, I um, I don't like Jumble Jim because I was staring at $5 um, last start. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and then I just... I don't know why. It was like five dollars, five dollars fifty, and I just, I just sort of sat there and watched it get crunched into three dollars twenty, and um, so I cracked the shits there, and it won by about twenty lengths, and then went about fourteen above. Like I don't, I don't know how you can say it. It got got its way. It went, it went ten above to the six hundred meters, and fourteen above to the four hundred meters. At Flemington, like, two starts back. Oh, right. I thought you were talking about sale. Oh right, 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 yeah, I, I yeah. did say that, but yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Lucky, I don't. know, I think he's a decent horse, but um, he smashed him last start, so he's on the way up. I think he's a decent horse, but I don't know. I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Didn't want to bet in this race. Too hard. Fair enough. Yeah, no, Nico, nothing for me. Well, what about Sydney? Are we betting in Sydney? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple in Sydney. Are we going to go straight there? Yeah. We'll go where's straight your there. First one, where's your first one come up, Nico? Because mine's race four. Yeah, we'll talk about race four. You go first. All right, let's go to race four. It is the Silver Slipper. I think it's a group two over 1,100 metres. It's one of the last main lead-ups before the Golden Slipper, obviously. And a one-time Golden Slipper favourite is favourite here. His name is King's Gambit, number three. He's $2.60 from Cylinder. Is he not favourite anymore? For what? If I, I'm gonna blow your socks off here. He's double figures. King's Gambit is double figures to win the Golden Slipper. He's eleven dollars. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's favourite? Learning, Learning to fly. fly favourite. And she deserves to be favourite because she's the only one who's backed it up twice. She's done it from in front. She's done it from behind. No. That is. Stupid. Well, you can't argue with it because she's done it twice. No one else has. She deserves to be favourite. She deserves no, she to be and up she's there. Done it, she's King's, done it from both King's ends. Gambit. In my opinion, she was suited last start. Not 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 suited, but do you want it to be wide at Rose Hill or Randwick? Right, let me, let me read wide. out the rest of the market and then we'll talk about the race. Platinum Jubilee is $4.40. Obviously, last start ran second in the two-year-old Magic Millions to skirt the law. And then Madeira Sunrise, seven fifty. dollars uh, Mumbai Muse, seven fifty. I'm going to state my case for King's Gambit. Look, before last start, we were all absolutely raving about him. He's the King two-year-old. He blitzed them on debut at Caulfield. The overall figure was huge. It was 8.6 above overall. You don't really see that too much um, for a two-year-old. Slow race, came home over nine lengths above. And then all of his trials suggested he's still the best two-year-old. He came into last start. He sweated up in the yard and he probably it probably just took away from his finish he still only finished just the length of red resistance red resistance beat still uh, still city on debut comfortably a lot of people are, st- are tipping steel city in the blue diamond um 
goes J-Mac to Nash but draws well in four added fitness I think $2.60 is a backable price I'm a person that I didn't want to be losing I didn't want to be losing too much on the two year olds but this is just a bet I've got to have $2.60 yeah because I might have to have a bet in Rose Hill oh, here we fucking go that is you, stupid are you not with Kings Gambit I'm not having a bet but if I if I do I won't be back at Kings Gambit no I'll be back in Cylinder. So, a little information out there for the punters. Cylinder. So, King's Gambit, albeit, was disappointing last start. It was only 27 degrees. The stable have come out and say he melted, he fizzed up, this, that, right? It's going to be 40 degrees on Saturday. 12 degrees, 13 degrees hotter. That's a massive leap for a horse who's already having troubles with being relaxed on race day. He still run well, but he still didn't win. Doesn't matter about running well. He hasn't won. Oh, I reckon Cylinder would have got beat by three. How does it? How does that? How does that not matter? He ran well, and he's he's racing different. Well, it doesn't pay. Last time I checked, if you're not first past the post bot, it doesn't fucking pay. <laughs> yeah, but it's a different race. How does that have any relevance? You know, to he's. This? I, I still think I need to be seeing it before. He, uh, before I can put my heart you, you in. You saw him. it at Caulfield when he won by like two. Yeah, and I lengths. fucking piled into him last night at a dollar sixty-six into a dollar twenty-four, and he got rolled and was absolutely weak. <laughs> and this is the reason why we're getting a backable price for him because he was weak last night. Yeah, I'll well, admit he was, still he was not, disappointed. Still not, just wait, punters. If you're going to back him, if you're buttering up to King's Game, you'll oh. get better. You'll get three dollars. I don't reckon. You, you will most certainly not. He'll absolutely, he'll absolutely melt not. in the yard, and you'll get your three dollars. If you're not back, if if you're doing this race and and you're thinking, well, isn't cylinder like three eighty right now? Three dollars seventy. Yep. <laughs> if you're not back in King's Gambit when cylinder is three dollars seventy after getting beat by Remedies and Little Bros, well, uh, oh. I'm just going to trust the reliable source of information that's made me lots of money over some little scribby two year old who couldn't pass, who couldn't <laughs> run past fucking Red Resistance last start, and she is no superstar. Let me tell you that punters. <laughs> she's not a bad she's dictated and had no pressure in her races she'll absolutely blow up when she has anything give her any stick to her outside or inside Black Nash get the cash baby who's wait who's riding King's Gambit Nash and Rewilla oh my god I might have to have a bit. yeah well enjoy it sickos cause you're gonna enjoy your out can I have a bet with you, Nico? <laughs> I'm not a bookmaker. Just ask your mate a baggy bet. He's a bookmaker. I'm Nico just a bet. <laughs> no, like a side bet sort of thing. Well, I'm not going to have a bet in the race. If I do, it'll only be very late. So, I don't think, don't think, don't think I'm going to bet. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to race six. It is the Millie Fox. Uh, it is 1,300 metres for the fillies and mares. Um Group 2 action, $250,000 race, and the even money favourite is Maria Mia from Expat, $8, Roots, $8, Electric Girl, $8.50, Catalan, $8.50. Look, it's pretty hard to tip against Maria Mia. I think Who is Electric Girl? Hawk's Horse. How far does Maria Mia win by? Uh, hopefully, I know. I might have do. to start betting in Sydney. They're betting even <laughs> money for this. Yes, they are. Oh, Barrier 10. Yeah, that's, so? that's the only thing I was saying. Barrier 10, no. Barrier 10 is a little bit of a knock, but no. Tim Clark is not a Oh, well, it doesn't matter that's then. That's going to go back to last. Right. Um, 
He positioned her, you know, fourth, third in the run last start. She absolutely annihilated Golden Mile. Um, Golden Mile's him. probably not a 1,200-meter horse. That That's my opinion anyway, but... And he's not much still, good. She's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you thought he was pretty good. <laughs> Alf Cabot would have won the Caulfield Guineas by three. He had to win the Guineas. Yeah. Both of her ratings have been huge. This, this uh, preparation on punting form, um, 10.2 above and then 10.7. I believe that's bang on or just better than her um, career peaks. She's been the fastest home in each of them. And yeah, as long as she's of not... Of the meeting? No, no, that's just of the race. Uh, Let me check the what the meeting... Right. No. First up, she was the third fastest last 200 of the meeting. Um, the next start, it was a pretty decently run race, so she she wasn't um, but yeah I'm pretty happy to stick with her I think if she's not trapped wide on a fast tempo then she looks the one to beat she's coming up against a few horses that probably looking for further than 1300 metres and they're first up and a couple Joe, lengths and a couple lengths Joe Pride is actually back to this horse at $2.70 he came out on the radio <gasps> and said he took the price so there you go punters well, Joe is getting involved it's going to absolutely piss him Yeah, well, okay. you probably can back it, but I don't know if I will. Joe Pride, me, yeah. don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because of that yellow thing. That, that shit <laughs> yellow fuck. Oh, the yellow thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a fair shout. I don't really like Joe either. Because and he's, he's an arrogant like... fuck too. That's, that, no, that's good. Oh, no, how about him sticking up for Shalatan and all this rubbish and now he's selling the horse? Like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off, mate, honestly. On, on, yeah, on your funny. bike, yeah. trot off. See, yeah. punters aren't allowed to have an opinion, but you've made me realise this horse is no good, so I'm going to sell it anyway. <laughs> English Digital. Oh, yeah, Keats was bought yeah. on English Digital, and now it's going to get a start in Australia's Riches and Wild. So there you go. Shalatan doesn't have yeah. a heart. Mm. Charlatan will be going around in, in a quokka in a couple of years, I reckon. <laughs> Charlatan's just It'll be going good. around in like a 0 to 24 at Roma or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably back it there, you sicko. I've never backed uh, it in my life. Terra, Terra Vista was the horse that Joe Pride used to have, and he yeah. used to call it the world's best sprinter. And I don't think it ever was. Like, it was always up there, and he beat Shataka a couple of times. Um, no. But yeah. He's, he loves he loves a spruik old Joe. The great man's oh, about good on him. It's good for racing. Oh, it is yeah. good. Full, it is full good. fucking credit, dickhead. <laughs> Nico, get up and about, mate. You back to win a pack and now you're all down in the dumps because you've realised King's Gambit's going to beat Cylinder. <laughs> full credit to King's King Squib if he wins. I don't really care. There's much better uh, betting opportunities on the day than him at two dollars seventy. Are you backing anything in race seven? Or are we going to the new blue jacket? Yeah. The new king three-year-old. Yeah. The new shiny toy yeah. that Nico likes. The heir apparent. The heir apparent. The group two Hobartville stakes. <laughs> he's had enough eight. of nature strip. He's not he's the heir apparent to nature strip, is he? He's the heir apparent to Animo. Will they, you clown? Group two. I don't think he's that and good. The son of a stern. Three-year-old colt. Aft cabin. Or aft cabin. I don't know how you say it. I think it's aft. Aft. He's a fifty-five favourite from Ossipanko, $7. Zoo Tiger, $8.00. Pia, one of the most interesting horses in the race from New Zealand, is ten dollars, and Communists and Machalade nineteen twenty one longer the rest. Half cabin, draws ten, but they're going to go forward. If they find a position, he just wins. When he wins, can you give us what a bit of a spiel? 
He's a dollar fifty-five. So. Oh, that's that's fair enough then. Um. Okay. Yeah, hoping they take him on a little bit, but I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> I was hoping for a dollar seventy-five. Think I still think I might get it. Yeah. You might need a big odds boost. Yeah. We've got Dean Watling. He's just jumped on. Perfect timing, Dean. Fellas. Dino. <laughs> just talking about the heir apparent that's going to piss in in the eighth race at Rose Hill. Ooh, let me catch up. You haven't speed. clicked. No, I haven't just yet. Af Ah, yes. Good race, that. Um, I yeah. don't know if I'd be chiming in, but I'll let you go. Yeah, well, he's probably not going to be a big bet at dollar sixty-five, whatever he is, but I'm going to play him through some stuff, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know really what to say. He's immoral. And he'll just, TC will just go forward from that gate. I don't really care if he's three wide. He'll still he'll still win. Yep. But, hey, Dino. Yeah. What do you reckon about um, King's Gambit? Yeah, really, really good question. That's the race of the day. There's a lot of question marks. Um, yeah, with him, whether he's any I think good. he's very good. you got to trust his SP profile. My big knock is it's going to be 34, 35 degrees in Sydney at Rose Hill on Saturday. And the Snowdens put down last start purely on that he melted in the humid conditions. So I think if you're going to back him, you're not going to get. He's not going to be any shorter than 260. So wait till the yard and see how he handles it. I've got a big wrap on Cylinder, who's been absolutely smashing bettings and really like. That's stupid, though, isn't it? Like 370 versus King's Gambit. Listen to the. Don't you reckon that's listen stupid? to the driver? Yeah, well, it's, it's driver doesn't <laughs> driver doesn't get it wrong, mate. Uh, the driver's moving the, moving the market, is he? Well, he's six from six, so you do you. Full credit to the driver. Exactly. Um, I think Godolphin first up is an elite stat, especially off one trial. So I think the market's come for that. Barry one's good. They push it forward in the latest trial. you got the form that ties in through um, Barber, Little Bros, um, a couple of others with that. So I like that setup. I like Barry one. would have preferred Nash or James on, but... Fascinating, absolutely fascinating what the rap market does with King's Gambit. I think Mumbai Muse could be the best horse in the race, but red hot, dry track, Rose Hill Rail True. I doubt they'll be making a lot of ground. So there's a lot to play out. I think similar to the bet at the price, probably not anymore, but was. And then the rest, I think you wait till race day. Are you going to be back? No, I won't be back with King's Gambit. I think I want to see him do it again. I've heard a couple of sort of. Wraps from the stable and from the yard that um, this is sort of not D Day for him, but um, they're trying to get him to the slipper. Um, I just didn't like him last start at all. I think he's got to improve an absolute stack, which he can do, but I think there are two other good horses around him, and I think he's probably going to drift come race day. But um, I'm really keen on Cylinder. I really like the horse. Does he need Gambit? I think he does, definitely. I think Cylinder's come back. Yeah. That profile of before Christmas, two starts, spelled. Come back. Uh, Mumbai Muse ran third behind Learning to Fly and Steel City, who then obviously tie in. Learning to Fly come out one again, tie that in with Kundalini, who then obviously um, ran second to Don Corleone, who have all got bigger fingers than King's Gambit. King's Gambit debut figure, obviously it looked really good to the eye, but ratings-wise, it didn't rate any good. Obviously, he's clocked off with 200 metres to go or really? stuff. So I think he's sort of got to do it now, put his hand up, oh, but right. obviously he's got that elite SP profile. Don't, no, on my my data rated pretty big, but yeah, well, don't don't, know, don't, don't hide behind your little shadow, King's Gambit. Come yeah, out. Yeah, well, I think that's it. I think that's you've got to back that into price. If, I, if you, um, what I'm saying is, if you're going to back him, wait till Saturday. If you're going to start any shorter, you'll figure out in the yard if he's if he's turned out two, three, four, five lengths better than what he did first up. 
what it comes down to yeah, as well is this King's Gambit cost me an absolute fortune. Like I've got to have a, I've got to have a, I've got to have a big, big bet to recoup what he owes me after last start. What when I ran him through, he was last leg of quite a few multis for quite a stack. So I'm not prepared to have three hundred dollars on this two year old that was quite pathetic, to be honest. It's all fair chat. It's all fair chat. But I reckon if if he doesn't sweat in the yard and I'm getting three dollars late, then that's where my money will be heading. All right. Race nine. Um, Dan, I'm really keen to hear your thoughts on uh, the top weight here, Cross Talk. I thought his first trial looked pretty good, but then his second one was under a bit of riding. What do you Yeah, he's a tricky it? horse to catch for mine. I think Wardhouse and Bottle flying at the minute. I think the biggest thing, um, and a good mate of mine, Gano, touched on it, will know the pattern by this time of the day. And even if they do water this track, with three really hot days leading up, but by race nine Saturday, um, it's going to be dry, probably on pace. So I think that's the couple of big ticks, um, and it doesn't look to be too much sort of to challenge him here. In saying that, I think he's probably short enough in the mark. I think Lakeen's the one who loves a dry track and can run really well fresh. I harp on all the time, but Godolphin first up is just a dead set cheat code in this game. So short enough now, but he looks the safest bet in race nine. I'll, I'll probably end up backing him. $2.25, as you said, it is a little bit short, um, but he looks to get complete control here. He is yeah. unbeaten three out of th- three first up, so he goes really well fresh. The trial has been pretty good. Obviously, the last one, as I mentioned, he was under a bit of I think the but, only reservation is yeah. he's yet to win on a firm deck. He's obviously got four from six on a heavy, yeah. and depending how much they do irrigate, it's probably going to be a good three firm two so that's my only reservation and I'd be interested to see if the market does well, go that way I think the I think the website's saying a soft five is that irrigation yeah no it'll be a good four I think it's uh, today was at least like sort of 28 tomorrow's 30 and then I think Saturday's 34 so it'll definitely be um, they might even start in the soft five range just purely on irrigation but then um, yeah yeah she's hot what are your thoughts on um, Miriam, Miriam yeah now? I think very hard to beat. It's probably bang on its right price. I didn't find an edge at all in that race. Like, it's the best horse. It's the horse you want to back. Do you want to chime in that price? Probably not. I think the only thing that beats us is Catalans, who's elite first up and just dead set needs. She's got to run pretty much bang on peak to beat uh, Maramia. But Joe Pry, when he's got horses in form, they just keep improving throughout the prep. So it's not a horse I want to take on. Love on paces drawn wide. Um, just can idle across. If they miss the kick, it doesn't really matter. And Tim Clark's in outstanding form. So it's one of those races where I'm not going to bet because the favourite's way too hard to beat, but too short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. All right, and then the last race at Rose Hill is the Clean Away Handicap. It's 94 over 1,100 metres. And because I, I love Maria Mia, I think, I think Midwest is actually going to be pretty hard to beat. Um, goes Matthew Cartwright to Tim Clark draws barrier three so we'll be punching up on speed and he loves these firm tracks um, yeah I just think he's got the best form line I think he'll handle the track best I think he'll get the best run of the race and a horse like Andermatt he was pretty good last start but I think D-Day's sort of looming for him and <laughs> oh, yeah, the cat. he probably he's better he's, he's, better figures, he's a wet tracker anyway yeah better, better figures are on a wet track and I thought Cote ran okay last start. Um, Don't even yeah, go there. Don't even fuck go there. I think he was just, you know, just kind of whacked away in, an, in still in a decent race. But I thought Midwest, he was f- uh, off 42 days last start. I think this setup is really good for him. It stays 1,100 metres, gets run of the race. 
Massive, massive thing for old Midwest is the jockey change. Yep. Just, just can't, just can't stress that enough. Won't be sniffing ass this time. <laughs> Who's riding it? Tim Tate. Yeah, from Car I think the mark. Love car wheels, but poor. I think the, the market will be interesting <laughs> here. I think yeah, if you like the horse, you probably chime in now because more than likely Maramia comes out and wins, and I think the market will just gravitate even more. So I'm with you here, Nico. I think Animat's a dead set dry track, uh, dead set wet tracker. All these peaks have all come on really right. proper, heavy tracks. Uh, even Softy's record's pretty average, so I'd be keen to be against him, and that just sort of leads you with Midwest. Only knock is Ben. A Mautai can just throw its head off to a lot wrong and potentially take on Midwest. I think that's mm. the only downside. But if you can sit him behind Kote and Mautai, I don't see how they beat Midwest in the last. Do you reckon he has mm. to lead Midwest? No, nah, that's what I mean. I hope win. TC, which he obviously is very yeah. smart, um, he won't get in a speed battle. And that would probably be the PR, just get Mautai yeah. and Kote to sort of lead them up. Kote's only got 52 kilos, so I doubt they're not going to roll to the front. But he was pretty disappointing first up. Market didn't like him, so interesting to see what he does here second up. Yeah, he's been Anthony a remarkably consistent horse. Airborne. I think he's what is he, he had? He's had good and proper old buddy. Fourteen Kote starts Midwest time. for six wins, two second placings, and three thirds. So he's been remarkably, remarkably consistent over his career. Yeah, the Freemans are, are lifting at the moment. They're they're back in form. I, I don't have any stats on me now, but I posted something yesterday mm. about their first up stats, and they're pretty profitable for the first up since November. Anyway, right, yeah. Credit are we going to go back to the group one now? Yeah, we'll do the lightning now. Yeah. All right, you have time this perfect, Dino. Let's go to the Lightning. It's race seven at Flemington, 1,000 metres down the straight. Um, Nature Strip is a $2... What is he now? He's out to $2, sort of 10 from Coolangatta, $7. <laughs> Marabi, nine fifty. I Wish I Win, 11 uh, Bella Nipatina, 12 Rockin' Horse, 13 And Buenos Noches, 13 Dan, I'll hand you the keys Yeah, it's first. an outstanding race. Um, you can sort of get in a bit of a puzzle in your mind trying to dissect it. The easiest way I dissected it was I just dead set went down the page and sort of narrowed it down. 1,000 metres, dry track, down the straight. I think you can pen a lot, and that obviously gives you a lot more clarity. I think Bella Nipatina is better with a sting out. I think Rocking Horse needs 1,200 metres. Um, I think that sort of makes the win as well. I think you'll probably need 1,000 metres He's way too short. I think he'll be peaking second up. So you can rule out a fair few there. I think Nature Strip's a touch short at the minute. I think if he pushes out to 230, 240, 250, which I think he will, I think he becomes a bet. But I'm keen to side with Marabi here. I think she's the untapped horse in the race that we haven't seen due to sort of that little setback in the Often you see the market underestimates them. Aft Cabin's perfect example two weeks ago. I think that's when you can chime in. Barrier five's perfect. Jump outs have been elite. And I just love her pattern for the straight. You want that horse who can sort of sit up on speed, build into the race, quicken. Um, you know, I think that's the perfect profile. So only concern I have with the three-year-olds, Buenos Nachos and Coolangatta, you've got to be a proper horse to win this. Like Home Affairs is a proper horse. And so I think the last three-year-old outside Home Affairs was 2005 to win the race. So that's my only concern. But And, and dead set Home Affairs. Yeah, so I think you've got to be an elite three-year-old to win this, and it's, it's a pretty strong field. So I'm going to side with Morabi here, but he's only small. I think it's a great spectacle, but betting prospect-wise, you've got to separate excitement and 
an actual betting prospect. So if I'm going to have a little bet, it's going to be a little spec on Marabi. Uh, I'm going to go next because Nico is going to shoot me down anyway. Um, look, I'm already invested it on the champ, and if I'd love to see him win, like that's the honest truth. I would love to see him win, but I thought no the shit, value... you're on four dollars, three, three dollars. <laughs> um, I think the value play is the three-year-old, and it's not cool and Gatter. I think Buenos Noches can be the big closer. Look, I'm a little bit worried about a thousand meters. So is his trainer Matthew Smith, but I. Look, he's only seen a, a dry track once and he pushed gear kick all the way to the line. I think the commentary around him has been probably better 1,100 metre horse. I think he's a really good straight horse, so he ticks that box. Um, he draws out in 11 and he also goes Craig Newitt to Craig Williams. I think that's a massive jockey massive. change and I love the fact that he's drawn barrier 11. A lot of the speed is drawn inside him, so he can kind of just sit back, do his own thing, and if he's within reach, I think I got a bit of three dollars seventy the place. I just think him on a one by three play is pretty decent. I was pretty wrapped with the three dollars seventy the place. But yeah, obviously Nature Trip is the horse to beat. Is he the same horse he was last season and in the year before? I think not. And I think the market I think the market is kind of telling you that. I think two dollars forty he's priced like he's not the same horse anymore. If he was the same horse, I think he'd be deep in the red. But yeah. If you are betting into the race, if he does get out to that $2.50 mark, then he's got to be a winner for you. But yeah, Buenos Noches, one by three for me. Yeah, in my opinion, it just solely depends on which nature ship turns up. Um, you can make the argument that the the 70 days into Ascot and then 70 days back to... Because sometimes horses, when they go out, have short breaks and they run their peak first up for the prep and they go away. And, and they have another couple of runs and they don't get back to their peak. Um that can happen sometimes so you could blame that or you could just say he's getting old and maybe the ascot prep took it out of him and he's he's just got doesn't have it anymore so i don't know i guess he probably becomes a bet when he gets about 250 260 i don't know if he gets there he probably could to be honest but um i don't know like i don't know he he's the best horse if he runs if he if he running to his best he will absolutely destroy them and it's like if, if he turns up it's not a discussion. He will win, and he'll win by five lengths. But depends which nature ship turns up. So, two fifty, two sixty is a bet. But if not, then sit out. Doesn't matter. Go on. Well, if he gets to, if he gets to two dollars fifty or two dollars sixty, I'm fucking scared for my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had a crack at threes. That's a. L- I've already had another crack at two thirty. It's a lot of lawns if he doesn't win, Nico. <laughs> it is a lot of it's a lot of name namesakes, Dino. You know? It's a lot of nature strips That's if he gets beat. Strips. But ser- no, but seriously, let's How many let me get serious. Is that? <laughs> let me get serious. I don't think he has to be the same old nature strip to win this race. Like no, when you go doesn't. through it, he doesn't. Cool and Gutter, she's a good horse, but she's thousand meters done it round a bend. I don't know how good she's going to go down the straight. I love Marabi. Like, some of my best mates I've found through Marabi. That's the friendship <laughs> that grew this it's a true. year ago Very true. when she won. So, I and I love Wiz. I love her as a horse, but dead set, I'll just about give it up. If she's good enough to win first time <laughs> Flemington, first up off an injury, full credit to Kiramar. Like, nothing would amaze, nothing would surprise me with him, but I just, I can't 
I can't see her winning. I wish I win his unders in the market because he's going to just be run off his legs. Rockin' Horse is a 1,200-meter horse. Bella Nipotina's a Mooney Valley horse and wants soft ground. Bonas Notches needs to be a superstar, and I don't know if he is. Baller's flat out a Group 3 horse, and the three horses in behind him should be 500 to 1. So... Is September run over the odds? No, she's not. She's a cat. What price she's is she? She's, 20, she's $26. $26. She should be 200 to 1. Maybe that's she a little be bit... She should 200 to Maybe that's a little bit big, but at the same time, you don't, you, like, it's probably it's probably a little bit too big, but at the same time, you probably don't want it's to... About as big as, it's about as big as Western Cat last weekend is all fell into it, for fuck's sake. I don't think Nature Strip has to be at his best. I think if he's close to 70, 75% here, he'll win. Um... Yeah, and I just hope he, I hope he does win on Saturday. Not only for my bets and and that, but everyone knows how much I love this horse, and I've been to see him three times, and all three times he's been beat. So, <laughs> so don't go. Uh, Benny's not gonna. Benny's Benny's not gonna be there on Saturday, so we all know who the uh, who the answer is if he wins on <laughs> on Saturday without Benny there. It's been Benny just been pulling his. And we all know who time, the answer so. is if he loses. <laughs> it's all you, brother. <laughs> Well, it could um, be all me. Do we do we but, not yeah. think it's a bit uh, scary that if he does get out to two dollars forty, say that that means he's what the market's saying he's a forty percent chance of winning. At the moment, he's classic. He's just technically over the odds because you go through his winning strike rate of his career and his Flemington stats purely based off that mm. alone. He's over the odds. I think the, the market yeah. no. Absolutely. I think there's a there's a crazy stat with his uh, twenty two wins that I think. Maybe it's fourteen of them have been when he's SP two dollars fifty and over, and then I think his record under two dollars fifty is horrendous. So us punters have absolutely no idea. But Waller first up, yeah. he's outstanding. That's when he strikes the best, and he has a lap second up unless it's through between runs. So I think if he's going to win, I think it's going to be first up. Yeah, but like the champ doesn't the champ doesn't look at the tote board before he goes out. And no, goes, but what I'm saying is, that's a concern if he's a big drifter in the market no. because the market we we just yeah. don't have a clue. Even to the big guys, we've been. Yeah, yeah. fair. <laughs> There's going to get to a point where the big boys are going to go. You might be gone, and that's the thing. Like I've come to the realization that he might run shit house on Saturday, and that might be it. Like he might have fully had enough. And if that's the case, well, I'll go down with the sinking ship. But you're getting a price to find out for a horse that if he is anywhere near his best, will smack this lot. And I think even money, flip of the coin, or better than that, is a good price. Because if he's somewhere near his best, he's not a 45% chance of winning. He's a 75% chance. If he wins one of those last two races, he's a forty here and everyone's declaring him. You cannot tell me otherwise. It's all fair chart. It was just the fact that the champion sprint, he raced like a tired horse, in my opinion. He was a and he still mark. only got beaten That's half true. a length. That's true. He wow. was gone at the 400 metre mark. Yeah. I don't know. It hasn't been a long turnaround since since the spring. It's always a, obviously yeah, a short turnaround. At least he's had a turnaround. That's the thing. True. That's why the market's going to be divided on Saturday. It's going to be it's going to be great watching this, this betting market in the last half an hour. It's going to be back in lay all day. Mm. Right. Be interesting to see what, it, what price he gets out to. All right. we'll, we'll do best bets, but podcast you, multi. Yeah. Little note to punters. If you if you if he's been one of yours, back him on Saturday because if he goes shit out, that's it. He'll be retired. 
Could be. All right. Best bets, podcast multi. Let's do it. Do you want to cover Dino's other bets or no? Nah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Done. Go on, Dino. What are you backing? Uh, anyway, oh, I'll stick to Flamington. Uh, Flamington race three, backing two horses. Maharaba around that $5 price. Um, and number 15, Princess. To hello, um, really like that. Don't like the favourite at all in that race, so keen to back yeah, them too. too. I think great. How's it favourite? Yeah, I'm not sure. The two wins have obviously they're wins, but they've yeah. done absolutely yeah. nothing on the clock or sectionally. I think it's got to be a massive drift. I think either. What'd you, what'd you think of um, uh, Ginger and Pink? Didn't mind it. It wasn't one that yeah. I had black booked. The other one I had black booked in the race was Exposition, but didn't like the booking of Craig knew it. So I think the two that I mentioned, yeah. Maharaba and Princess. Del Hello are the two that I'm really, really keen to bet up in. Uh, race five, best bet of the day, uh, number four, Anavistio. Love the horse, love its jump outs. I think it wins. Yeah. And race six, I think Bankmore should be, Bankmore, sorry, should be favourite with that Jack and O form lines. I'm just sort of against that sprue course. Um, attrition, I think it's called. Um, there, my bets in Flemington. Rose Hill, just a one. Race four, number two, Cylinders. I found it a really, really tricky, tricky meeting to have a good crack up in Rose Hill, so I'll be probably betting up more so down in Flemington, fellas. What do you think of the map for Bankmore? Yeah, that's the query. Um, but it looks a bit of a muddling tempo and a few horses in the same boat. I'm hoping there might be a three-wide line, potentially, but I just love yeah. the setup. 1,300 metres, three weeks between runs. That gets rid of any query of a second-up syndrome. Um, like the horse, 1,400 metres. I think Jack and I form lines elite now with the CF4 stakes. And then you've got a horse coming out of a full-length romp against easy opposition. I don't know how it's favourite. Like, that's zero respect for Bankmore at all. And it's still got a stack of upside. Yeah, I thought it should be favourite, but, like, not, like, sort of $5, $5.50. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the favourite's like, got a drift in the market attrition. I think yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, the... The first up, the first up run was crazy. Like it was on speed suited, and like the, it was like a ten six last two hundred meters, and yeah, r- ridiculous. Anyway, but um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think Bank Moore might get back from the gate. Yeah, and could be a bit tricky. That could be. That's the only career I had in my mind, but I yeah. much prefer that. Um, and you're getting a price to find out anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Sweet. Anything else? Any any other quick Friday fellas before we do the quick podcast multi? Yeah, I, I thought Overdone should be two dollars forty. Uh, race five at Mindo. race five at the Valley. I thought he was the bloke go. from First Light Racing gave it their best of the weekend. Yeah, Timmy did good horse and yeah, ready to way too ridden too close last start. They went phenomenally quick and that race has stacked up well with uh, horse coming out Wednesday to win since. So not sure. Yeah, they but did. I want him to lead. Yeah, I want him to lead tomorrow yeah we'll see what they do it doesn't look to be much speed at all in that race so um yeah that's that'll be the query and and yeah. uh i think it's tavi calling i think is it it's called in the last something tavi something it's freeman i posted something yesterday it was related to it yeah pretty tavi yeah posted something what was it got some good sp uh, profile good good form lines jump out to being actually some elite. good racing tomorrow night at the valley hot racing mate good fields while you get up well that stuff, I'm gonna I think I'll probably end up backing Toppy in the twenty night cup per sand. I'm not sure if you've seen this jump out, but he went like an absolute rocket in the trial at Cranbourne. Um, him in Gold Trip looked outstanding. He's gotta carry the top weight, but Harry Coffey, I think he goes straight to the front. I think he controls this race. Um, nerve not verbal go forward as well, but she only goes on a wet track. 
clear danger is probably Chalkstream. He's been really good up in Sydney, but I think I'll end up back in the class per sand. Swords drawn has drawn terribly, drawn 10. Was given none last start, so it'll be interesting if Willow can get him into the race a little bit more, but it's a pretty tricky map, I would have thought. Yeah, um, the stat I was just talking about, Anthony and Sam Freeman horses first up since the 1st of November at 12 from 46 at 26% strike rate and plus 36.7 profit on turnover. So I think they're back in form, um, or somewhat anyway, because um, they were gone for about almost a year. But um, yeah, that's, that's referring to Pretty Tavi in the last at Mooney Valley. Um, if it runs up to its debut rating, which I think it will, um, I think it'll win. Um, the nine five five is a cracker as well. It's been the mm, best heat so far. Yeah. Unflinching Mamoragan munitions, starry legend. They'll go yeah. so quick. That, in dead, that is dead set speed on speed. <laughs> they should have had that as the eight 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 race. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Nico. Any Friday feels before we get into a best bet each? Uh, no, I probably just like Persan, same as you. There's a good one going around on Sunday instead for the punters. Sole choice will be winning the Tassie Oaks. Uh, Geordie hasn't been flicked off the ride. He's been suspended. <laughs> and he's gotten off his ride so he can ride uh, next Saturday the instructor in the Blue Diamond. So uh, very handy replacement. Spanos is back on. So, uh, yeah, you can get a eighty. You don't have to be worried about the nation horse. It's perfect sitting, sitting there in the market, taking up so much percentage of $2.80. It gets back, runs on, but it'll be all over by the shouting by the time it gets out and wants to run on. So... About a dollar eighty, dollar ninety, that two dollar mark with a boost, that's a fantastic bet. She'll be smacked come Saturday. She'll start dollar fifty, I'd reckon. All right, podcast multi, Dean Watling. I'll let you go first. Are you taking race five, Flemington? Yeah, five? race five. Can I or someone else chime in? Of course with that? you can. Uh, you've labelled it the better <laughs> the autumn, guess, the spring, the year. Yeah, I did say better the autumn, and I got quickly corrected that we're still it's in still summer. summer. So. Yeah, yeah, that's how good I'm going. Nah, race five, number four, Ana Vistia, uh, for all the reasons I outlined before, and to go into the multi, boys. Just wins. Charles? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll go I'll go Climbing Star. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else. This, it's like sort of... You always just pick like something that's like... A, a race with five chances, don't you? <laughs> is he the Mickey Gannon of the group? Oh, <laughs> he is. Oh, well, I was going to go Ana Visto, but... Oh, sorry. I can... I can... You want me to adjust? I'll go Maharaja yeah, right. place in race three. All right. All right. Thanks, mate. I'll go Ana Visto then. All right. Go on, Nico. <laughs> Who are you going to go with, Benny? I'll let you, I'll let you go first. Oh, well, if the ship's going down, I'm going down with it. Nature the champ nature strip dollar one shot lobs um, <laughs> I'll, I'll guess I'll just be boring and go half cabin I'm just happy to get my leg across the line I don't know about Ooh. have you read I was I was nearly I was really tossing up going cylinder but I thought no oh. smart that's a good race what are you saying Dino I was going to ask you if you're I'm not, I've, I ran the stuff on Godolphin they strike it. I think it's twenty one point one percent first up, and they go off an absolute cliff second up, about fourteen point one percent. So oh, hopefully, Cabin is in. That. I think he's. I think he's in that fourteen percent that wins second. You know, up. you know the horses that are in that fourteen percent. 
Af Cabin, Animo, In Secret. There's select few that defy stats. The good horses. Yeah. All right, let's get a couple questions done and then we'll wrap up the podcast. Stu always has a few questions. He says, will Stu profit on the Golden Slipper? He's had about 50 bets. <laughs> Mate, he needs cylinder to... He needs cylinder to win. He's had a de- he's had a good bet at sixty sevens. Yeah. All right. He's got a serious question here. Top three horses in Australia that you would have in your stable at the moment. It's a good one. Animo. Animo's got to be one. Yeah. I'm Thunderstruck's the other, and In Secret's the third one for me. I'd have Af Cabin, In Secret, and for. Oh. Who's another absolute jet? Probably Animo. I'd just go Godolphin. I'll just have their stable, oh, please. Stable. Sheik, Nico, and Dino. <laughs> <laughs> Rinse and repeat for me. My three faves. All right. Don't know uh, if I already asked, but any comment or observation about the global pools, says Ryan's Instagram. Oh, yes. Saturday is the first... First co-mingle pools with Hong Kong, yeah. so do, exotics and shit will go through the roof. Is that is that what should happen? Well, it's, it's a bit of a trial, but the liquidity in the pools is going to be massive. Hmm. That's why the Hong Kong exotics pay so much, because there's so much money in the pools. Yeah. So quaddies, all exotics and all bets on the tote. There'll exactors. be lots of dollars. Yeah, exactors, trifectas, quaddies. Goat. Alright, two more. Pat Kelly says, who can you guys see winning their first Group 1 this autumn? Who hasn't won mm. a Group 1 yet that's going to win a one this autumn? Mm. Has Lost and Running won one? Lost and Running no. hasn't won one, has he? he yeah, won he'll, one. he'll win one, surely. I'm going to say Lofty Strike or Star Patrol. Mm. You're right. Do you know anything? Uh, well, uh, you want the obvious... Half cabin. Half cabin will probably yeah, win. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good one. Um, that's a really good question. Obviously, two year old will win their first group one. That's that's the dollar <laughs> one. Um, will Giga Kick win one? He hasn't won a group one, has he? Everest is not a group one. Um, hmm. I think half cabin's the obvious one. I think also Penko will win a group one. I think Offingill has won one already. Um, yeah, Jesus, that's a really good question. I have to get is also Penko going to like a Rose Hill Guineas? Goes to, yeah, I think it must. I, I think the Godolphin will get to the Ram Guineas, which is 1,600 metres, and they'll make the call if they sort of fresh and go 16 in the Doncaster, or yeah. they'll go to 2,000 metres, depending how he runs it out. And I think Osipenko is just an out-and-out 2,000 metre horse. Yeah, fair enough. And the last Osipenko should be covered in Melbourne. <laughs> and the last question Jack is... and I would tell him, wouldn't he? Oh, Jack well, and I... Yeah, looks... as long as Jack and I gets the mile. He looks a good bit. He'll get the mile, no question. Ryan Lowe says, if Marabi runs well in the Lightning, does she almost top the market for the Oakley Plate? Do we think anything is a chance of backing up? No, probably not. She won't be backing up. No, not off that's, a long that's way off the an injury. Yeah. I don't know where she's going to go. That's why... With TJ. Well, no, they've just got to... They've got to get her a... a they've got to get her a group one. She's going to Adelaide. She's going to win the Sangster. That's still a long way away. She could potentially be a good Quokka horse as well. Quokka. 
quokka. What the fuck is a quokka? It's a four four million dollar slot race. Oh, WA. Yeah, she could be a quokka, or she could go second up into the new market and follow that pattern. I think just any race she wants, a pattern she has, she can. She's a good horse. She'll win the Sangster by like twenty five lengths, probably. Yeah, but getting the Group One on her page is massively important. She's she's got a lot of niggles and stuff. Yeah. That's what that's that's what I fucking said, Will. Alright. You silly goose. Uh, she's got a she's got her fair share of issues, old Marabi, so she might have too many issues to become CV. a broodman. Hey? She might have too many issues to become a broodman. Yeah, you wanna at least get the group one on her page. Yeah. That's true. Alright, let's wrap up there, fellas. Deno, thanks for coming on at the end and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Uh, for you boys. Good luck. Good luck at the races, Bot and Nicholas. I hope Nature Ship wins for you. But if he doesn't, then I hope it's Buenos Notches who absolutely blouses him down the outside. You probably you probably won't hear me. you probably won't hear from me if the champ gets. I'll me. make sure I water the lawn and don't cut it this weekend just in case, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> you can't water my lawn. <laughs> thanks for having me on, right. fellas, legends. No right. Thanks, See mate. you guys. Appreciate happy it. punting this week. Cheers. You're just like my favorite song going round and round my head. Like my favorite song going round and round my head. Five days on the freeway, riding shotgun with you. Two hearts in the fast lane, we had big dreams in blue. Playing sweet child of mine, and I still feel that line. Where are you now? Where are you now? Hey, it's been too long, too long ago, my love. Where Go wrong, too late to turn around. Where are you now? Where are you now? Hey, it's been too long. You're just like my favorite song, going round, round my head. Like my favorite song, going round, round my head. You're just like my favorite song, going round, round my head. Like my favorite song, going round, round my head. Cause I can't sleep tonight